Welcome, welcome to 2024. We are so excited to have you, and I'm so excited to have you another year of Amplifying the Wellness Warrior within right alongside of you. And here, that is our mission, that is our motive on the Wellness Warrior Collective podcast. And I have a very special guest to kick off 2024. She's been part of my personal healing, part of my explant journey. She is a naturopathic doctor and also a spiritual healer. And you guys, I know, are going to walk away from this episode with so much, so much to take away, whether it be for your own personal health or wellness, whether it's to deliver to someone that you love. So please, when this episode really speaks to you, share it widely because this conversation is going to be life-changing for so many. And I'm here today with Dr. Taggy. Dr. Taggy and I met, oh my goodness, I want to say nearly three years ago. She is who helped me walk through my preparation and protocols prior to explant. She's also been on the journey with me since. She was there when it was in question if my surgery was going to commence because the diagnoses that had been spoken over me for a number of years that I was I was unwilling to acknowledge that that was going to be mine or that it was part of me. I believed very wholeheartedly that it was temporary, and I believe that all things can be temporary and we have great capacity for healing. So my sweet friend, Dr. Taggy, I'd love for you to say hello to our wellness warriors tuning in today. And then we're going to jump into the conversation that I know you and I have, it's been looming since the moment we met, which is cosmetic surgery, breast augmentation, Botox fillers, all of these things we do in the name of, I'm doing air quotes because I know you can only hear me, we do in the name of beauty. And you and I know how toxic this can be and is for the human body. I have experienced it personally. You have helped heal and helped take part in the reducing of toxicity for so many, through so many of these procedures. So you are a true expert in the way of knowing its impact on the body. And I'd love for you to first begin and say hello to all of our wellness warriors. Well, hi, everyone. Hi, beautiful community. Thank you so much for having me. I love that you started by saying that we say this in the name of beauty. I think we really do it on the name of self-acceptance. That's what we really are seeking. We're seeking acceptance, not beauty. We know we're beautiful. We feel beautiful. And we don't start questioning that until we are told that we're not. So it's not even a beauty issue. I think it's truly a self-worth and the society that tells us that we can only look one way in order to be to belong, which we're all seeking as a tribe species. So thank you so much for introducing me. Like she said, I am a naturopathic doctor, so we are board certified, and I'm a mentor and spiritual healer, so it's such of what I do. I had the blessing, and I still have the blessing, to met um, Lindsay and be part of her journey. And I'm so excited to share with you, not what you can find on Google, not what you can find about the risk of implants, but the things that we actually are experiencing as clinicians, that we see that and we hope more people can know. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for being that broadcast, this information and that can be available to everyone because everyone needs to hear it. Oh, I love it. Well, I agree with you. And as a self-love advocate, and you know, the daily self-love circle and our our self-love practice is like the heart of what we do. And I believe so wholeheartedly with what you share, which is, of course, we are all beautiful. And then we are contaminated with the idea that we must do something. I am one of those people. I believed that I was unworthy. I believed that by making my body, quote unquote, better or more, you know, fit more in alignment with the standard of beauty, that I was going to receive more of the affirming 
uh, acknowledgement from those around me. I thought that I would be more accepted. I thought I would be more desired. I thought that I would really be more beautiful. And it is true that the beauty lives within. And so Taggy, we know, and I, you guys, you'll probably hear me call her Taggy often because she's my girlfriend too, like, because we've become so close. And it's really why I chose to walk hand in hand with her through my protocols and continue to. And so uh, Dr. Taggy, I would love to know, I would love to know what are some of the things that you like that are so underrepresented or misunderstood when it comes to these types of procedures. Specifically, we can talk about um, even breast implant because I know you got to see what happened in my body in a short period of time upon explanting. And so what are some of the things that people may not know or might not consider when they're choosing these types of procedures? So the very first thing I want to say about breast implants and any type of surgery, trust the recovery process. If something looks off, feels off, the pain is not normal. I, I understand that you just had major surgery, but if you feel a pain in your rib, if you feel a heaviness in one side more than the other, if something feels off, don't let someone tell you this is normal. Because one of the most, that's something that I don't hear enough people talk about and when breast like explants and breast implants in this is the amount of changes that happened right away in the ribs right after the surgery, right after the surgery. So especially most of the implants are being put now under the muscles. So most people, when they put implant, they don't put an implant that fits their natural size. Very rarely, they put an implant that's actually bigger than what their breast tissue and their actual muscles can, can bear. So when you're doing that under the muscle, knowing that the breast tissue are actually between the muscle and the skin, you are pushing the muscle to almost put, keep the implant in place. But what are you putting the implant, pushing it under? Over your rib cage. So what happens to your ribs is that they will start flattening. They will start scooping in. And you're going to start feeling some of the pain on the area, sometimes even over the sternum. This is also pushing over vital organs, which is your heart, your thymus. I mean, this is a whole other conversation we're going to get to in a second. But that pain that doesn't feel normal is not normal. And it's very quick. So that's what I want to talk about first, because most people think that the symptoms of breast implant illness start few weeks later, few months later, few years later, they start right away. Your ribs are made of bones and cartilage, so they're very malleable. And they're trying to keep, to allow you to breathe. So they won't feel something that is pushing down. They will create more room to it while actually putting on your vital organs like the lungs and the heart. So I know that a lot of it is being pushed and being told that this is um, you're recovering from surgery, you're recovering from surgery, you're recovering from surgery until unfortunately, especially women get used to the pain. And we adapt, we are a species that adapt to the pain women more than men. So we just think it's normal. And so this is just very important to learn to trust your body. I think that's something to be aware of. The other thing that I want to talk about, depending on when you, this is something to discuss with with everyone is there is a point of attachment in the body, meaning there is a natural place of where your implants could be introduced. There is natural folds. 
And those folds are definitely not you know, around your nipple. They are definitely not to the side. So if when the implant is first put, it would start moving to almost go around. All right, you guys, we are coming back because if you know anything about this world, of course, tech glitches happen. Taggy and I believe that likely because bigger ears, bigger eyes really would prefer we don't speak on these types of things. And so we're coming back to you because the tech glitch will do far from stopping us. In fact, this is only episode one with this beautiful soul. We're going to be tackling more than this as we move forward too. So in this episode, we're really tackling the beginning stages and steps and outcomes and risks associated with all of these alterations we make to our body. And Taggy was right before our, our tech happened, she was speaking about how our brain and our body gives us signaling and it can happen immediately. And that is the story for me. I woke up out of breast implant surgery. Yes, of course, pain uh, was part of the experience and there was very recognizable pain particularly in my implants, particularly on my left side. And that pain stayed with me. In fact, it never got better. It only got worse. And I learned how to live with it for 10 years. And that was a really, really catastrophic thing. Having my body under regular stress, now that I look back, I had no idea what kind of pain I was experiencing until I explanted. And so my explant showed me how much pain I had been living with. And the unfortunate part is that as she shared, you know, I put, I went under the muscle. And so you're talking about that overstretching. You're talking about everything from shoulder girdle injury and pain and upper back pain and neck pain, because my body was in this constant space of flexion, there was no relaxing because I had entrapped a implant in between my muscle and my rib cage. So I think this is a perfect part, uh, Dr. Taggy, for us to continue talking about, you know, I know that was the first risk you really wanted to head off because as a spiritual um, teacher and healer, you know that our bodies have this deep innate signaling and we will ignore it so often short-sightedly. So I'd love to pass it back to you. And I know you've got some other things to bring forth that were very impactful too. Yeah, I think that's just the there is so much ignored in that first six weeks that is um, said that it's because of recovery that we're not paying attention to. And so also I want to talk about all of the symptoms that you hear about breast implant illness, which is they are using this, a lot of plastic surgeon use this, is like very rare, it's not rare at all. Actually 100% of people with breast implants end up experiencing low energy at some point very early on. And I know we brush it off to recovering from surgery. And for someone who had had a C-section, I can tell you that, which is a major, major surgery, it's not normal. It's not normal. It's normal to have some kind of pain in the incision, but everything that I'm going to list right next na- na- in a few seconds are not normal. I'm just going to say this. It's not normal. If your hormones are off within the, the first three months, of your any surgery, but especially implant, talk to your doctor. When I say hormone, meaning thyroid imbalance, that could be hyperactivity or low energy, changing your weight, changing your skin, changing your cognitive function. This is not just a brain fog thing that could also be hormonal. Change in your period, changing your menstruation, changing your acne. Yes, breast implants can cause your body to um, purge through other channels. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Cognitive function is a huge one. 
when you feel like you can't remember things, you um, are living in this fog. And a lot of women also, like it's just life sometimes, especially if you've had it right before having kids and you just brush it like five years of blur, pay attention to these things right away. The other thing is really get familiar with your body because if you have any skin changes in the area, I love, love, love that you mentioned the left side. 90% of breast implants and this is a number that um, a plastic surgeon told me, told me, so I just not verified. 90% of breast implants in the surgery, it's the surgeon and an assistant that does the other breast. So you may not have the same person doing both breasts, meaning the incision may not be the same, the way they are stretched is not being the same. So many things in that simple oh, it's just another person that is qualified, of course, but they are not, it's not the same thing. And you can see it in, in your incision. You can see it in the way you feel. Pay attention to those symptoms. And they are usually, your body gives you signals right away. It doesn't wait five years. It gives you everything within the first three months. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more deeply. I know for me, the other thing as a trained hairstylist who worked behind the chair successfully for 15 years that I had to be trained how to work symmetrically because I'm a right-handed artist, which means I'm going to do things very proficient on the right side of people because I'm standing behind them. And on the left side, it's a completely different angle as well. And so you're looking at holding your tools, holding your body, your posture, everything must be done differently to create a mirrored experience. And so again, we're going back to, yes, of course, surgeons are trained in these things and they can have energetic differences. They can have result differences. And what I believe, and I, I've spoken this um, for those that have been following, you know, that I have been walking with and I'm healing from deformity and that deformity I wholeheartedly believe was also my body because although we are, you know, quote unquote, put to sleep, our unconscious is still there, very present in the room. And I believe that our body knows what is coming next. It goes into a space of more fear, more constricting, less blood flow, all of these things. So that's a whole other story that I feel we could have a whole episode on. And so I'd love to talk about when we're, you know, really exploring these, putting any of these substances, whether it's the silicone or enclosed in, in cased um, implant, which is both for saline or silicone implants. They both are in a shell. The outer shell is always silicone. Talked about this on a previous episode, or we're putting these injectables, these neurotoxins that are known as Botox or these fillers like Juvederm into our body. What are we doing? What is happening within us, Taggy? And what are you seeing within the office? And then you know, you could speak directly even to my explanting. What did you see in my blood work once I chose to explant? This is an excellent question. And I love that you said it that way, because even before getting the details and the difference of the different procedures, even the different capsules that you put in your body, there is something that the body creates always in a foreign object. These are foreign objects, all of them. Botox is a foreign object, is a neurotoxin, but a foreign object. A filler is a foreign object. That implant is a foreign object. And I'm going to get all of you to go and play in the background and like the backyard and have any kind of splint in your body. The first thing the body does, it creates a capsule around it and it's splinter. This is a splinter, tiny little spot. The, the body would send all of its signal, foreign body, foreign body. It's a foreign body. It doesn't belong to me. And this is a splinter made of wood. 
So imagine something that's actually toxic to your body. People think that in, with implants or with fillers that the it's there is something wrong with the capsulization. No, the capsule itself is wrong because the body recognizes it as a foreign object. That filler that is sold as collagen is instructive collagen. It's actually your body creating scar tissue around it to protect you. And what I see with that is there is two main things that happen. And I'm going to talk about them separately. The very first one, this is an immune system response. This is, there is no other name for it besides an immune system response. Your body does it with splinter. You can see the blood flow. You can see the, feel the pain. This is an immune system response, which is literally what your blood work showed. Your white blood cells were through the roof. Your body was in a, in a, in a state of stress that is actually attacking its own cells. It's almost like it doesn't even know where this, this um, threat is coming from. So it's attacking everything and anything in hope to be able to canalize it and stabilize it. And fibronogen, which I thought was very interesting for you and homocysteine factors, were extremely high, which is four of the four heart tests that I run, that MDs usually don't run, to test for risk of heart disease. And I'm not looking for risk of heart disease. I'm really looking for how high is the inflammation in this body that the heart, which is the most vital organ, is working over time to keep you alive. And yours were literally through the roof. This is before you literally, your blood work showed like you had a sign of infection, which if we do anything else, we're like, oh, she's not sick. She doesn't have a virus. She doesn't have a bacteria. She doesn't have a fever. Therefore, she doesn't have infection. But all of those markers are a marker of immune system response. It doesn't have to be a virus that can be shown in a test. You don't have to have a fever to have an infection. All sign of inflammation. Inflammation is not a root cause. Inflammation is a signal of your immune system that is being attacked and it's working over time and it needs your help. So this is step one, which is what even with you, why there is the immune system response because of course there is that foreign body, but then we have scar tissue. Then you have then you are a weakened prey. With all of these going on, you are a weakened prey. So all of the other pathogen that are in the environment will take advantage of the fact that you have a lower defense. So think about it as a country that has a lower defense. It will be more prone to be attacked by foreign bodies. So not only you introduce the foreign body willingly, but now you are more vulnerable to other preys, to other pathogens, to other chemicals, to other heavy metals in your water, in your shower, in your environment to actually use you as a host. And scar tissue is dead tissue which is literally a way to, for your body to protect you. But that dead tissue is like a Michelin star food for parasites, for bacteria, for viruses, for heavy metals. They love that dead tissue because it tells them that they can live there, they can eat from there. So not only now you are a prey, but you are a perfect bed and breakfast for all of these other organisms because you have all of this scar tissue that are food for them. And we are going to talk in a second about how scar tissue also store emotion. So you can be doing all of the energetic work. You can be doing all of the release work, but you have those black blind spots in your body that you don't have access to because your body is protecting you from all of the toxicity in it. Oh my goodness. Okay. You guys, 
and she's sharing with you and I'm able to say, this is me. This She's using me as the example. And this is what we can come to understand. And maybe you're seeing a traditional medical doctor. And so they're looking at your blood, blood work and they're not correlating it to something that you have as an implant. In fact, what was recommended to me, they almost didn't allow me to have my surgery because she wanted, the doctor wanted so badly to put me on medication and I was unwilling. I knew that it was removal before we need to medicate because the issue with was what was within my body. So I actually would love to end this episode on scar tissue because it's something that I'm actively working on. I know, you know, I recently went to that retreat which gave me even greater access to like uh, physical modalities. And when I'm able to move things physically, what I also have correlated, and you and I both know this is true, is the stuck emotion and the, uh, the toxicity piece. And so what I have noticed as I'm continuing to move through all of these scar modalities, because as you said, scar tissue is not only dead, dead tissue, but it's like a, now my visualization is it's like spider webbing. And so because the tissue, what happens when we close a wound is that our bodies seek stability. And so it sends out this webbing to everything that it believes has more stability. So that can be our moan, our bones, our skeletal system, our organs, all of these things that then have not only this dead tissue around it, but all of the emotion contained within it too. So I would love for us to end this episode on scar tissue. And I know we're going to talk about this more than today in terms of what other risks may be associated and other things, other key things to think. I believe that when the reason I want to end on scar tissue is because we can forego scar tissue by choosing to refrain from the surgery. And so my number one goal would be to help women primarily, but anybody know to avoid putting artificial objects into our body. That's number one, because if we can prevent, then the rest of this becomes obsolete. And then for those of us like me that have chosen to make changes to our body, we can become informed so that we can heal our body and really allow for the stuck energy and the toxicity to be removed through other modalities. You're walking me through a protocol right now. So we're continuing on the process of healing. And so I really wanted to talk about scar tissue to close because it is an avoidable thing. And if you have had a C-section or an abdominoplasty, a tummy tuck like me, or a breast implants, then as we become informed around the scar tissue, there are also things we can do to continue our healing. I love that we're ending on this note because one thing that is not spoken enough about in scar tissue, that scar tissue, I imagine them as these big blocks in big pathways in our bodies. So our body has meridian lines and I would encourage people to look up meridian lines and meridian lines are, think of them as the big highways, that energy highways of your body. And when you do a scar tissue, when you do a scar in your body, you come and break that. You're putting a block. So imagine in a major highway in your area, it's blocked. You have nothing coming, nothing moving around it. So that is not only detrimental. And we spoke about the the, the stress on the immune system of the scar tissue and how it creates weakness and vulnerability on the body, but it also creates vulnerability and it block and it really deprives the organs around it. So if you have a major block in your highway right before you enter 
Chicago, meaning a lot of supply to Chicago is not going to be happening because that area is being blocked. You're not going to be able to get the food. You're not going to be able to get the merchandise. You're not going to be able to get the cars. So this is very, very, very important because on the areas, especially for women for plastic surgery, where we do the those scars, they are around over major organs. I had a C-section that's over my uterus. You had an abdominoplasty that's over your uterus. This your uterus, your intestine, your colon, your bladder, your um, so there is all of these major organs that are being deprived of blood flow, of nutrients, of nerve ending. Same thing over the breast, that's over your lungs, that's over your lymphatic system, that's over your heart. So thyroid being removed too early, that's also over other parts of your thyroid that are not having access to that blood flow, to that nutrients, to to those um, nerve ending, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So blood scar tissue, they are not just a scar that you see from the outside. It's they are having major, major purpose. But in that purpose to protect you from the toxicity, there is also a bigger price to pay, not only for that area in your body, but for everything, all the organs around it. And I just want people to be empowered and have the knowledge before they decide to do that surgery to see if it's worth it to deprive their body of their immune system strength, to weaken it, to make it vulnerable, to become a prey, but also to deprive nutrients and blood flow to major organs around those areas. Oh, I love that. What a beautiful thing for us to conceive if we are sitting in a space of deciding. And Taggy, because with the Wellness Warrior Collective podcast, we always love to provide solutions and opportunities where we still have capacity for healing. Once someone, and I know the answer to this, and of course you've helped me believe it and know it even more deeply. Once we have embarked on a surgical procedure, or like me, there was zero way for me to remove my implants than to get an explant. And so it required an additional surgery, which was absolutely worth the risk versus the toxicity. So once we go through the cutting of the skin and having a scar of any sort anywhere, are there things that you know and believe we can do? And you don't have to list them all. But are there things in your deep knowing that we can do to continue our healing and bring back life and vitality to that space in our body? Absolutely. And I will, I, I will um, move people into my Instagram. So Dr. Taggy, uh, Dr. Taggy on Instagram, I have a couple of videos about scars that actually explain everything we shared here today, but also a little bit more about the solution. Red light therapy is a solution massaging the area with vitamin or oils are very high in vitamin E. There are herbs that can be used. There is homeopathics that can be used. Gochu cola is a favorite herb of mine. Just make sure that you talk to your holistic doctor if you can use it, if you're using any other medication. But there is a lot of things. This is not meant to scare you. There's always a solution. The body is working with you to go into hormone, like to go into the homostasis uh, phase. So we really want to just empower you to know that there are solutions and there you are empowered to make those decisions. But the top three for me are definitely olive oil and uh, argan oil, vitamin E, weed germ oil are very high in vitamin E. Red light therapy can also get deeper into the dermis. Castor oil packs can also help with the scar tissue. And there is some homeopathic and some scar and some herbs that we can use to help with 
softening those scar tissues. There's also scar tissue massages. There is amazing, amazing structural um, practitioners that help with softening that scar tissue and helping that blood flow and help with the healing. Ah, well, there you have it, you guys. If you are not yet following Dr. Taggy on Instagram or have not visited her website, everything will be in the show notes. I definitely invite you to. We're often in the Wellness Warrior Collective page. We are resharing her because she is brilliant beyond measure. She is committed to our continued healing. And when I am thinking about who I want to walk hand in hand with as a practitioner, those are key important things for me. So I want to say thank you, sweet friend, for coming on and joining and bringing your wisdom. I'll be excited for another episode. I'm calling it in already. And I wanted to say thank you for kicking off 2024 with me and this incredible community. We appreciate you so deeply. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for changing the world. And thank you for allowing me to be part of it. All right, you guys, stay tuned. Lots is coming up. Lots will be coming forward in this calendar year. We hope to have you. We've got things coming up right around the corner. If you're in the Michigan area, we are doing cacao and cold plunge. Also, if you are someone who has experienced an explant, we have a, a private invite explant dinner on February 9th as well. We have more than that in the, in the funnel for where you can come and meet us in person, connect more deeply. Our retreat is actively being created right now. So we'll be excited to be with you in community and definitely make sure that you follow this incredible light worker and all that she does. It will absolutely amplify your healing. And for now, let's walk in bravely, boldly, and knowing we are so capable of feeling well in 2024 and more. See you soon, wellness warriors. Thank you for joining.